So tonight's speaker is Elizabeth P. And her topic tonight is reparenting your inner kids. So with that, Elizabeth. Thank you, Mary. And thank you everyone here for having me. It's always a pleasure to come to ACA meetings. I haven't been to this ACA meeting for quite a while. Um, I love this topic because reparenting your inner child is what either makes you or breaks you in this program. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. So, uh, well, we'll start with the beginnings. How's that? Okay, so I never had a good relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. My self-talk was pretty horrifying. I was very hard on myself. I was a scapegoat in my family growing up. So the only thing I knew was that it was my fault, it was my problem, and I was something was wrong with me, which of course I think a lot of ACAs, we have that where re really deep down at the core, I really believe something is wrong with me. Um, I was adopted, I was a third child adopted into a family, and um, everything was just put off on me, you know? It's like my mother used to tell me that, oh, the family would have been perfect if they wouldn't have adopted me. Um, just things along the, that line, you know? So I took those voices on and, I, and I, I keep them in my own head, and that was my inner communication with myself. Um, I don't want to go into the years of all the damage growing up. Let's go into the, 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 the connection. Okay, so I started going to ACA after uh, a year and a half in another program, a substance abuse program that was wonderful for me. I really appreciated that program. And it helped uh, facilitate for me to come in here and, and be able to to look at what happened to me without all the blame, you know, because uh, the, the original programs kind of help you get through that or helped me get through my side of the street. So coming in here and being able to look at other side of the street was very powerful. Anyway, I've been going to ACA meetings for a little while and I was listening to the talk and I think the reparenting was the most confusing thing for me, you know, because uh, it just, how do you reparent yourself? I didn't understand it. Um, but listening to what they were talking about in the meetings, I started hearing that there's a, little kids inside of you that were traumatized that went into hiding, right? That um, was, I think it was John Bradshaw from the Thursday night meeting. I loved that meeting. Anyway, I'm driving down the road one day and I'm thinking, well, if this is true and I have little kids that went into hiding when they were traumatized, then there's, I've got little parts of me that don't even know that I left that house. Um, I guess I still feel it. Anyway, uh, so I'm driving down the road and I decide to do a general announcement. And I, so I just tell all of myself, attention, everybody. We no longer live in that house. We live in a nice house with a nice man. We are grown up. We're, fun, we're driving this fun car and we have a fun life and we're a massage therapist for a living. How stressful can life be with that? Everything's okay. And then I just sat there and waited just to see what would happen. It was just kind of experimental. And I got this warm rush that came up from my lap and it just came up into my heart and it shocked me. I wasn't expecting any physical, physiological response to, to what had happened. So that was kind of my first sign that there really is a connection to something broken inside of us, which is, you know, inside of me, um, I just kind of had to let it grow. But at the same time, I've always been very harshly judging myself as, oh, you're just crazy. You know, you, don't, you can't trust that part of your mind because I grew up, I'm a very spiritual person. I have been since I was a little kid and my, my family did their damnedest to shut that down. So I have a lot of self-judgment around my spirituality and around my ability to connect, uh, which is something else from, the, from this program that I really love, the comparison of insanity with a lack of clarity. And uh, that was really powerful for me because now I can look at, okay, I'm starting to connect with something inside of myself that I did not know was there and I'm not insane, I'm getting clarity for the first time. Because this came from, from a source through this program, you know, just listening to it. Anyway, 
get back to what we were talking about here. So that was my first experience with connecting with my inner child and I started to pay more attention. Then I was at the dentist and um, I was very scared. Nope, you know what, let me go back one. I need to go to my sponsor because this was after the sponsor, I'm trying to do this chronologically. My sponsor told me when I was doing my steps, it's so important to stay in touch with your inner child because any time you're upset, any time you're having an emotional you know, disturbance or any time anything's off kilter, off balance, it's one of your inner kids. And I thought, well, that's interesting and I know that they're there, but you know, I didn't know how to put that into play or how to use it. it just, it's just information at that time. Um, so it wasn't long after I'd finished my steps, I was very upset one day and I finally went, I'm gonna give this a try. So I, again, tried to address my inner children and say, you know, okay, so what's going on that we're so upset about? And all of a sudden, everything got really quiet, and my feelings kind of subsided. And then I, I remembered this scenario from, like, when I was probably, I don't know, about eight or nine. I don't try to put ages on my inner children. They just tell me. I, I leave it open for them to tell me. But I remembered this whole scenario about something that happened, and it had to do with an event that had just happened before I got upset. And I knew that that was a connection, and I knew to talk to her. And I just said, well, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, I forgive you. Can you forgive me? I wasn't able to be there for you then. And thank you for surviving all this time with that. You know, it's really cool, and I love you. And then there was that warmth in my gut again, and everything was okay. And the next time an experience like that came up, there was nothing there. There was no passion, there was no frustration, there was no rage, there was no nothing. It was just quiet, calm. And so that made it very clear to me that my little girl is really upset about things that happen, and every time something happens in the present moment that's similar, here she comes with all those emotions, right? So that was really powerful for me right there, just, just really starting to see that connection. So uh, it was a long time before I tried to connect with her again because I'm always trying everything. I think, no, I can fix it with this. I can think my way through this. I can fix it with that. I can read this book. I can do that. And it, nothing ever worked like me directly trying to connect with something inside of myself, with a little girl inside of myself. So I started to get more comfortable with it and I started to see her. This takes us to the dentist. Okay, so I'm at the dentist and this is a clarity moment, okay? I'm not, I'm, I'm not insane I'm, and I'm, I'm not lacking clarity, <laughs> it was, but it was pretty heavy, but this was my first big one. Um, I'm at the dentist and I have to get a root canal and I'm explaining to my little girl, because I was very upset and I know that that's emotion, I'm explaining to my little girl, we want a pretty smile, we deserve a pretty smile and this is important to take care of ourselves, so we need to do this. I know you're scared and it'll be okay and we'll do something fun afterwards. And I had my hands on my belly, I was laying in the chair while I was thinking about this. And I literally, visually saw a little hand come up and grab my hands. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, you know? I mean, it's just, it's just not what I expected that, that I'm so wounded, that I'm so broken apart inside that these little kids have lives of their own, that, that they started without me because they had to go over there, go over there because I was stashing everybody and abandoning everybody just trying to fit in with my family. So once I started really connecting with my kids, then they all wanted to come out all at once. They were super excited that you know, they could have this voice. And it was the first time since my children were small that I really wanted to take kids to a babysitter. You know, I mean, it's like, that was my instinct. I was like, okay, so this is, I mean, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times I had to experience this stuff for it to be valid for me, to really feel valid and to really understand that's what does work. So I'm at the point right now where I've been doing this work for a long time. So I'm pretty quick 
to uh, pay attention, but let me go back. Um, the loving parent, though. Now, when it talks in the Red Book about your loving parent is a higher power whom some of us choose to call God. It also says that you become your own loving parent. So that was kind of confusing for me, too. Is it me or is it my God? And it took me a little while to realize there's really no separating those two things anyway. But, um, you know, it really is my higher power. And I have had some beautiful realizations. I mean, beautiful realizations about my little kid when I take it to God. Not when I try to think it through myself. Not when I try to reparent my kid. Because I'm not a very good parent. I had little kids and I repeated what my mother did to me. And it was not nice and it was not okay. And I still am processing through that stuff. Um, because the only example I had was my mother. My mother was a, a, an adult child of a, a raging alcoholic father. So she was completely unrecovered and a very vicious woman. So when I started really taking it to my higher power, when I couldn't talk to my girls anymore and settle them down, started taking it to God. And that is when all these beautiful things really started showing up. Um, awarenesses. What, how do I put this? I wrote some stuff down today just to be sure that I would remember certain things. Okay, so one of the things that my higher power showed me was that growing up, lies were the truth in my family, right? They would take those lies and they would pound them into me until they, you know, I, that was the truth. And if I tried to speak anything of truth, I got in trouble. So now as an adult, and this was like a huge epiphany for me, I was so grateful. Now as an adult, the truth looks like lies. You know what I mean? When somebody tries to tell me a truth, I got a little kid in there going, it's a lie, don't listen, it's a lie, you know, but that's not true. So since that was gifted to me from my higher power, that understanding, it's really easy for me to take it to my higher power and go, okay, this feels like a lie, and I bet it's probably a truth. And after a while, I started to see that everything really is the truth turned on its head because of how I was raised. So, and that I really have to connect with my higher power to be guided through. Um, my higher power always reminds me about love and acceptance. Accepting my little girl, no matter what she's done, no matter where she's at, no matter what I've been taught to, to feel or be or how I acted out as a kid or any of that, she is completely lovable and acceptable exactly as she was. She always has been, she always will be. And accepting myself seems to be the road that allows the love in. So sometimes when I can't love myself or I can't even think about a behavior I did because my brain will bring up shame. It'll, it'll, I'll be just be sitting there and then all of a sudden I'll remember something I did 20 years ago and feel this wave of shame through my body, you know, I like it's hot and comes up I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that, you know, because I'm addicted to it. That's, I'm addicted to my shame. But now I'm at a place where, shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just got a sh shame attack. Ah. Um, anyway. Can anybody help me where I was before I said that about the shame attack? Anybody remember? Okay. Talk about your higher power. The connection. Yeah. Yeah. That, thank you. But that doesn't help. Anyway. <laughs> we'll just start on something else. Okay. Helping others with reparenting. That's huge. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The other one that with my higher power, this was another... Um, gift that was given to me about a higher power and that is I, I grew up in a warlike house there was always fighting I was the victim or I would fight back and that would make me the perpetrator right and so I go into a victim role very easily in my life and when I'm in my victim role that validates me to be the attacker like if somebody does something to me I can do it back to them if somebody cuts me off I can 
past them and cut them back off. And what that does is that keeps me in a warlike state of mind and it gives me no peace. It gives me no contentment with life and it gives me no connection with other people. It takes it away from me every single day. And that was taken away from me growing up. You know, it was like whenever I was loving towards my mom, I was attacked. I was verbally attacked or, you know, because she didn't know how to accept my love. All she knew how to do was shut it down. But um, that was a big one. That was another really big gift from my higher power. Also helping others, you know, in this program, we, we give it away to keep it. And, and when I sponsor people and when I take them through the steps, you know, that is a huge, huge way for me to love myself and connect with my own inner child. Because let's face it, we're all one thing. We all have had pretty much the same experiences. And when you hear it from somebody else, I had a sponsee that was about the same age and even the same name of my own daughter. And she had an addict mother that she grew up with. And I sponsored her through that. And I, it was my turn to just be quiet and hear what I put my daughter through and, and find love for myself and acceptance for myself, even though that it happened, you know. Oh, that's what I was talking about, acceptance, self-acceptance. No wonder my little girl's like, no, not now. Anyway, I was able to find this acceptance and love for myself in the middle of all of that. And that never would have happened if I hadn't have sponsored her, if I hadn't have taken her through that. And it just made me that much more connected to my daughter. Or, you know, I, I've sponsored other people that, that come up with these memories in their fourth and fifth steps that were things that were just similar. The same thing happened to me. I mean, one girl was telling me about her mom on a Saturday. She wanted to go out and play and her mom took all the stuff out of her drawers and all the stuff out of her closet and dumped it in the middle of the room and said, you're not playing, you're cleaning this room. It's like, oh my God, that was my mother. And I had not remembered that at all until she said that. So that's my higher power bringing people to me um, or I guess bringing people together to help us connect and to learn. You know, so that's really helpful. And then the other thing that my higher power showed me that was really powerful, that was very hard to see, was anytime I go into judgment, that's a gift. I'm judging myself. And, and when I look at somebody walking down the street and I'm judging them, I'm not accepting them. I'm not loving them. If anything, I'm creating war, that warlike thinking again, you know. But if I can look at that person and say, wow, that person must be really hurt or or wow, look at that person. I wonder what wounding happened that made them like that because hurt people hurt people and we're all wounded. And that was when I really learned compassion. That was my higher power showing me compassion. So, because when I judge somebody, I'm judging myself. It's like I kind of had to learn to reparent myself outside of myself because I couldn't give myself that love directly inside. It had to be the little girl I saw outside of myself or the little girl in the grocery store, you know, and she's yelling at her mom because she wants something, you know, and before I'd be so judgmental of that little girl. Oh my God, she's yelling at her mother. She deserves to be smacked. Well, that was my mother coming out of my mouth. Now I can hear that little girl yelling and go, yeah, I know what you want, you know, and you're feeling repressed. So you need, you, you know, it's, it's an understanding and it's a compassion and it's, it's patience and it's, it's watching the thoughts that go on inside your own mind. So today, let's go back with the results of connecting. Um, the results of connecting with my inner child is I have health. I have mental health. I like myself most of the time. And if I don't like myself, I have what I need, the tools to have figured out why and, and find a way to at least accept myself. Because when I, like I said, when I can accept myself, that opens a door to loving myself. And I think accepting ourselves is the hardest thing to do. You know, right now I'm overweight. I'm a little cranky. My hair's shorter than I like it. My work's not going how I want. You know, I killed my favorite fish. I mean, it's just 
all of these things that happen in life and I used to beat myself up for all of those. And now with reparenting, I know how to not get caught in that mental vortex of self-hatred, you know? The swamp of shame, we just avoid that swamp of shame. Uh, relationships, now that I have a decent relationship with my inner child and my higher power and all that's connected beautifully, my relationships with people have changed. Um, I understand people more, I connect more with people just by understanding and connecting with myself. Uh, trusting my higher power is huge because you never know who's going to be brought into your life for whatever reason. I went with my fiance this weekend to Flagstaff and it was not the trip, the, the nice weekend we had planned. We had a lot of challenges this weekend. But because he does the work and I do the work and we both reparent ourselves pretty good and we help each other with it when we can, we actually had this really lovely weekend. And I got to say, five hours of that one of that weekend was spent at the Harley dealership waiting for our bike to get worked on and we had fun you know we laughed and we had fun and it's that's not normal for me because when negative things happen you know I still have that training of bad things happen to bad people and you know that old religious training of of that 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 this still goes off in my head so if something bad happened I must have done something bad and you know that type of thing but now I know that's not true. My inner, my inner parent, my loving parent will tell me that's not true. And, you know, my critical parent's still in there, too. Um, she's good for giving advice on things, or at least awareness of things, and keeping the doors open for me. But I just don't entertain it so much anymore. You know, it's like... It's, I remember having a thought that was abusive towards myself and, and being shocked because it had been so long since I thought like that. And... You know, prior to that, that's, that was all my thinking. I, all my thinking was beating myself up. I couldn't see anything good about myself at all. So it's a journey. It's a lovely journey. And um, it's one that I would highly recommend to anyone to get into this, take some time, get to know ourselves. Most of all, get to know your higher power because that's where it's going to be at. Thank you.